The plight of honeybees and the dangers they face from insecticides called neonicotinoids has garnered worldwide attention. Even President Obama last year took notice, ordering a task force to find strategies to promote the health of honeybees and other pollinators. But a new report out this month says it's not just bees we should be concerned about. It's entire ecosystems that are at risk. According to the Center for Food Safety, alarming amounts of neonicotinoid insecticides are being found in water supplies. That means aquatic insects, birds, and even marine life are being caught in this toxic web. The report is the strongest criticism yet of the insecticide, which is already banned in parts of Europe and being phased out in many cities and shines a light for the first time on the extent to which neonicotinoids impact entire food chains. According to Larissa Walker, Pollinator Program Director at the Center, we're on the brink of an ecological crisis. She likens it to a second silent spring, referring to Rachel Carson's seminal work about the use of DDT in the 1960s. These are systemic chemicals. They're extremely persistent, so they can last for several years in the environment after they're applied, and they're mobile. Um, that's really the biggest problem and that we've articulated in this report. Their persistence and their mobility are making them quite a threat to water bodies across the United States. That's partially because of how they're applied. While some are sprayed onto crops, there's a new technology that coats the seed itself straight from the manufacturer. So whether you have a pest or not, the seed comes with a host of chemicals to treat it. And as a farmer, there aren't many options, so the result is that the amount of neonicotinoids in the environment is skyrocketing. Researchers have said that 95% of all corn seed in the U.S. comes coated with a neonicotinoid. And now there are more than 150 million acres that we are using these chemicals across the U.S. And research has shown that the seed coating in particular, it's tailor-made for contaminating aquatic environments. Only a small percentage of the chemical on the outside of that seed gets taken up into the plant. Somewhere between 5, upwards of 20 percent, and the rest of it runs off into the environment, whether above ground or below ground. So it's no surprise that water bodies near agricultural fields are being contaminated, but that's only part of the problem. We're using these chemicals for landscaping and ornamental uses, turf, golf courses, big nursery areas, and it's running off into streams and creeks. And that leads to unintended consequences. For example, researchers at the University of Maryland found that runoff of one neonicotinoid called omidacloprid into Chesapeake Bay affected the ability of the iconic blue crabs there to molt. These chemicals will have a variety of chronic sublethal effects. So they might not kill a species outright, but they can build up in their system over time, make them weaker, make them more susceptible to diseases. Many bird species are dying from eating coated seeds or are at risk of starvation because the aquatic insects upon which they depend are disappearing. These birds are actually starving to death because uses of these chemicals have wiped out the insect life in these areas. And so sparrows, swallows, thrushes are among the most impacted species with birds. If neonicotinoids are getting into the surface and groundwater, is there any research on whether they're getting into our drinking water? Such an understudied area with neonicotinoids. Um, in the report, we, we have a section where we discuss some of the restrictions that New York State has put into place because of its particularly vulnerable aquifers. And in fact, when regulators went in and scientists 
where we're taking water quality samples. In one case, it was Suffolk County Department of Health. They actually found one neonicotinoid as the third most frequently detected pesticide in groundwater and the sixth most frequently detected pesticide in public water. So yes, it's a very understudied area, and I think it leaves a big area open for, for discussion in terms of what impacts are these having beyond just the environment? What are the impacts to humans? So how did we get here? I think the, the most important point is that our, our regulatory system and how we approve pesticides in this country is quite broken. Uh, EPA does not do the adequate risk assessments. They're not adequately assessing the synergistic effects, the additive effects, the sublethal chronic effects that we just talked about. In fact, the U.S. Court of Appeals in San Francisco drew the same conclusion. The judges ruled that the EPA approved a neonicotinoid made by Dow without enough study and ordered that the use of the pesticide be stopped nationwide. So what's the path forward? I would say that you know, we've made a number of policy recommendations in this report. Really, the biggest solution I see right now is calling on EPA to actually suspend these neonicotinoid registrations because of their unreasonable adverse effects in aquatic ecosystems. With any luck, these recommendations will be considered this week by agricultural companies, beekeepers, government officials, and biologists who are meeting at the Western Apicultural Society Conference in Boulder, Colorado. We'll report back on what, if any, buzz the conference creates. Reporting from Denver, Colorado, I'm Franny Halperin. And I'm Jamie Sudler. And you're listening to H2O Radio.